Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Inshallah, tonight, which is the 28th night of the Ramadan, uh, we will talk about uh, a few ayat from uh, Surah Abasa. This surah was revealed in Mecca on Rasulullah in the Meccan era, as we have talked about in the past. When we say the hadith, uh, the ayah, or the surah was revealed on Rasulullah in the Meccan era, or it's called Makki, uh, the, uh, the surah is Makkiya. What it means by that is that the surah was revealed to Rasulullah uh, prior to Rasulullah completed the migration to Medina, which means that uh, before Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, along with being a prophet messenger, he became uh, a ruler over the people where he was implementing the Deen of Allah azza wa jal. Now, this surah, um, Surah Abasa, Surah Abasa was revealed um, in some circumstances and it's important to understand when the surah was revealed and who it was referred to. Um, uh, the surahs were the word, the, the ayat that I'd like to talk about today are بَعْدَ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ عَبَسَ وَتَوَلَّهُ الْأَعْمَى وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ here uh, in these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, uh, is, is saying here to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Abasa here, the name is not mentioned of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa but it's mentioned about because of the incident we know of, says the frowned and turned away, he frowned and turned away. Who's that he? He is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because uh, there came to him uh, the blind man. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is mentioning why Rasulullah turned away and ja'ahul a'ma that a blind man came to him uh, and this is the time he was asking and the blind man was Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum and he was asking Rasulullah sallallahu to preach him uh, something about Islam while Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was busy in preaching to According to different reports, one or some of the uh, leaders of the Quraysh. Uh, but what could we tell you that that perchance he might become pure from sins? Maybe referring to the one who Rasulullah Sallallahu is talking to. And Allah is saying, or that he might receive admonition and that the admonition might profit him. As for him who thinks himself self-sufficient, فَأَنْتَلَهُ تَصَدَّى To him you, uh, uh, you attend. وَمَا عَلَيْكَ أَلَّا يَزَكَّى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And what does it matter to you if he will not become pure? He will not accept the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But as to him who came to you running, referring to uh, Abdullah uh, ibn Umm Maktoum. وَهُوَ يَخْشَى 
and is afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's the one who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of him you are neglectful and divert your attention to another. Kalla innaha tadhkira. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after this few ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the uh, about the Quran itself. What is this Quran that Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum was there to learn from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam while Rasulullah was busy with uh, those leaders. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, that, uh, the, uh, nay, indeed it, uh, talking about the Quran, these verses are an admonition for man sha'a dhakara. So whoever will let him pay attention to it, fi suhufi mukarramah, it is in records held greatly in honor in Allah Mahfud, Marfuatin Mutahara, and exalted in dignity purifa Bi Safara in the hands of the scribes, angels, Kiram and Barara, honorable and obedient. So that's these are the verses uh, the, that talks about the incident that happened. So now let's look into the incident that happened and inshallah we will talk about the uh, um, uh, uh, the, the impact on or relevance of, from today's time uh, day and time that we are living in from these verses so now first of all this is the time in the Makkah era when very few handful people were Muslim who accepted Islam from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and uh, at that time Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as one of the Mufassireen uh, uh, Sayyid Qutb uh, he mentions that uh, who's the, who are the people he was talking to so what happened was Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum came to Rasulullah and he was a blind man by the way from the lineage perspective he was an honorable man it's not that uh, but he was a poor man uh, but he was from uh, he was the cousin of uh, the wife of Rasulullah one of the Umm al Mu'mineen, Khadija radiallahu anha her father, Khuwailad, was the brother of Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum. So Umm Maktoum was the uh, sister of the father of Khadija radiallahu anha. So that shows that he was from a great lineage. Uh, but uh, from the handicap of being blind, you can think of it as if he is weak in certain in a, in a sense. Now, while is Sayyid Qutb rahimahullah he mentions that when Rasulullah while was talking at that time was the people including Utba and Shayba, these were the sons of Rabia and Abu Jahl who was Amr bin Hisham and Umayyah bin Khalaf. Walid bin Mughira and some uh, uh, it's also Al-Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who was not a Muslim at that time and these are the people Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was engaged uh, engaged in explaining the Islam giving the message of Islam to them and of course these are the powerful people uh, of the Mecca uh, if they would have accepted Islam that would have given, uh, or that would have opened many doors for the da'wah to spread uh, easily. As the da'wah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the da'wah for the whole society. It was not really for only the poor or only for the rich, but uh, this is more of the, uh, the way that you use to carry the da'wah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not reprimanded, by the way, in these verses about carrying the da'wah to them. The recommendation came to Rasulullah in regards to frowning away from Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum 
radiallahu uh, an that he was the one who was asking for the message from uh, asking to learn from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi the one who feared Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam turned his face away from uh, Abdullah ibn uh, Umm Maktum and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam about this that uh, uh, that how could you know perhaps he would cleanse himself or or he might be mindful and good counsel might avail him uh, now he who waxes indifferences now so it's talking about that Rasulullah was hoping them to uh, uh, to accept the Islam well when it comes to uh, when it comes to the da'wah or the uh, who is going to be guided and who is not going to be guided Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the choice to the human beings that this is the choice is up to them that yes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends the, the message of guidance through the messengers but the people were given the choice and it's not up to the prophets to force anybody or any one of us uh, 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 in Islam it is not allowed even to force anybody to accept uh, uh, accept Islam it is everybody whoever becomes Muslim he comes into Islam by his own will so here Rasulullah was doing the thing which is to do the da'wah to the people uh, and uh, here specifically he was getting the da'wah to the leaders of the Meccan so, so the, the Rasulullah was not reprimanded for doing the da'wah to the uh, the chiefs of different clans rather he was reprimanded for not paying attention to the one who was looking for the uh, uh, to, for learning from Rasulullah sallallahu and Rasulullah sallam turned away so here Allah azza wa jal is reprimanding Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to not to frown upon him uh, and while he is the one who's paying attention the one who wants to listen to pay attention to he he should have go, gone to him uh, as I like to make sure that we understand that clearly it's not that the action of giving the da'wah to them was incorrect or something it was more of a frowning them away and uh, uh, this is more of a reminder to Rasulullah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that to to give the da'wah to the one who is listening and he is paying attention to it uh, rather than to the ones who is not paying attention at that time uh, of course among them there were people like Abbas was there who did become Muslim later on so the, the, the teaching here is that when we are taking the message of Islam to the people we should pay attention to the one who is listening to the da'wah who is paying attention who want to learn who want to take the, the, the message and uh, 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 obviously the da'wah has to be given to the people who are not uh, carrying the message of Islam who, do not, who are not the believers so we have to take it to them but at the same time when there are people who are asking to learn from you uh, then at that time uh, you have to go to the one who is more responsive to the da'wah now uh, another aspect of this da'wah uh, we can see that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he was not that uh, he was looking down uh, by any means at uh, Abdullah ibn Maktoum because in Islam the, uh, we, we, we don't look down it doesn't matter uh, how rich of a person a person is or poor a person is or how educated or uh, uneducated a person is it is uh, when it comes to the honor honor is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is uh, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inna akramakum inda Allah atqaqum that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed the one who is more honorable is the one who has most, more taqwa and the taqwa which is the, uh, the the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who uh, uh, 
be careful about uh, not crossing any of the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the person who is righteous and pious and, and pure. This is the one in the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, uh, is the one who has more honor. So that's only up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are not the one who can uh, talk about uh, the honor in that sense. Uh, so when it comes to us as a human being, of course, we have to deal with them. Uh, 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 with respect, it's not the issue of uh, the, the wealth or the knowledge or uh, whatsoever a person uh, may carry. Uh, all of us are equal in that sense. Okay, now, uh, and we see that later on in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that uh, <coughs> uh, he, he was surrounded by, um, uh, not even later on, even before that also, he was surrounded by many of those people who, in today's terminology, people call them as underprivileged people, uh, like Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, or uh, Anas bin Malik. Uh, um, and uh, one of the hadith talks about Abu Musa al-Ashari, when he came and he saw Anas bin Malik and his mother uh, so much uh, coming in back and forth to Rasulullah's house, he, he used to think that as if they were part of the family of Rasulullah uh, while they were the, 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 the poor of uh, <coughs> uh, 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 of the state of the uh, uh, Islamic state that Rasulullah was ruling at that time. And same thing we see uh, people like Bilal or uh, Zaid bin Harith and, and so on and so forth. So uh, when it comes to the da'wah of Islam, Rasulullah was doing the da'wah uh, this way because the, these people had power, they had authority, and that is considered as one of the means to be used to carry the da'wah to the people so then the, it becomes easier for the others to, uh, uh, to, 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 to because it, it becomes easier to see the message of Islam. It makes it, uh, uh, the doors open more for the others to see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down through the messenger. So that, that and of course, with the authority, then uh, 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 it is much easier to carry the message of Islam to the rest of the world as well. And and this is what we see in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That how Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam carried the message of Islam in Mecca and very handful number of people who accepted Islam. And even at that time, we find Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was going to the people uh, and carrying the da'wah uh, to the society in general. And then people used to come to Rasulullah to, fi- to uh, investigate about Islam and they uh, came into folds of Islam. Uh, and others, uh, in some cases, we find Rasulullah was, uh, uh, was mentioning them about their message and they accepted Islam because they already were very curious, inquisitive, and they already had different kinds of reasons to accept Islam. Uh, and the other, um, and there were people who Rasulullah so approached, but most of the time, what we see in the Sira, he was approaching the people who really had authority. When you talk about specific individuals, while when it comes to uh, at large, he was calling the the whole society towards Islam, uh, and uh, because of that call, people were entering the fold of Islam. And then in Mecca, there were very few people who became Muslim. And once Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was able to get the support from the people in Medina, where he was accepted as a leader, as a ruler over the people of Medina, then we see that in a very short period of time, while Rasulullah from migrated from Mecca to Medina, he had about uh, around hundred people along with him, and uh, of course. There were people in Medina on top of him, but the one who were accepted Islam in Mecca were around 100 people. And then we see in a very short period of time that first 13 years we see around 100 people become Muslim, and then the next about 10 years, when he, while he was in Medina, we see that when Rasulullah was performing his last Hajj. In the last Hajj, 
According to one report, there were about 124,000 people were present at the Hajj. And according to another report, there were 144,000 people who attended the Hajj. That shows that how fast Rasulullah was able to expand the deen of Allah in a short period of time when he had authority. And that's what it shows that Rasulullah was going to these uh, these people who had the power, this is why he was going and looking for so this deen can spread fast, uh, uh, faster in an in a easier way to carry the message to the rest of the world. And again, even when we, have, when we have power or you don't have power, there is no compulsion in deen. You don't force people to, uh, 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 to enter into full Islam. Rather, you take the message of Islam to the people and at the end, Every individual has this choice whether to accept Islam or not to accept Islam. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a correct understanding of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he revealed in this month of Ramadan and make us understand the how Rasulullah carried the message of Islam to the mankind that today we are blessed to be uh, born in the families who are Muslim or who have entered into fall of Islam even today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us those who get the best out of this month of Ramadan and have all our sins and shortcomings forgiven. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, unite us all in Jannatul Firdos. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.